This is a work of fiction. Any and all conversations and references to people, places, events, and corporations are products of the author's imagination and have been entirely fabricated. Please do not rely on this work for factual accuracy, as it cannot be trusted. A fifth, a sixth, a fifth, six, seven, Heidelberg, the every prisoner. Heidelberg is a theater prisoner. Heidelberg, it's a drama. P.O.W. Camp. Heidelberg, it's drama. Entertainment. But liberal arts for the prisoners we corral. At the end of the year, we do our production to boost SS morale. What's important at Heidelberg Camp it is theaters that we choose or you die! It's entertainment, camp entertainment, so yes, you'll see some Jews. Shield your eyes! Heidelberg, the express purpose. Heidelberg is a theater purpose. Heidelberg. It's a drama, Nazi war camp. Heidelberg. Hi, we are Nazis, every prisoner. Hi, we are Thespians, too. Hi, we are Thespians, too. Hi, 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 all right, that's a Heidelberg welcome, everybody. Mrs. Ullengard, I'm so glad we was a camp de joie from the right. Now get back to work! Jeez Louise, Herman. I'm doing an intro here. You're going to give our young documentary filmmaker a heart attack. But yes, prisoners, definitely get back to work. Come, Mrs. Ullengard. And sorry for the murmurs and side glances. Not everyone here has been on camera. Some things you just can't teach. Chapter 1. The Miseducation of Klaus Noodle Noodle. The job was simple, at least in its description. Infiltrate the Nazi theater camp in Heidelberg under the pretense of documentary filmmaking. Gain intel about the camp commandant, Klaus Noodle Noodle, and relay it back to camp headquarters. It is, in fact, the most dangerous mission of her life. But it also might be the shortest. My grandmother's been there for 15 minutes, and the upright, quaffed, smiley camp commandant, her mark, is already an open book. I never wanted to do this, you know. When I was just a sprightly young preteen, everyone was looking to go into their father's business. I said, nine, not me. Uh, yet here we are, Klaus Schnoodle Noodle, following in the old man's footsteps. Ah, what a life we live. What a love we've lost. Heil! Hitler! Hush, Herman! You're going to knock over the apparatus. Oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. My, my hand must have struck into something. It's... Damn it, Herman! He's at once sad and sinister, my grandmother writes to the Camp Obersturbenfuhrer, whose father, Stefan Schnudelnudel, is Joseph Goebbels' right-hand man at the propaganda ministry. Klaus's right-hand man is Corporal Herman Hamburgers, an enforcer type with a bandaged mustache, as if, according to my grandmother, he went for a Hitler thing, but cut himself. Over the expanse of the camp, the aesthetic of Heidelberg is immediately striking. 
Art historian Margot Genet, writer of the Campy Camp Heidelberg, explains. Imagine a boxing match. In one corner, you have a naughty prisoner of war camp. The banks, the guards, the doom and gloom. In the other, you have your daughter's arts and crafts project. The random colors, the glitter, but still the doom and gloom. Now, imagine this match is being officiated by the director of the show Oklahoma. Not a bad director, but not a very focused boxing official. That was the clash of Heidelberg. Hitler created the camp for the preponderance of the arts to boost SS morale with one big show at the end of the year. In practice, well, it was an aesthetic, a clusterfuck. In particular, my grandmother notes the show-and-tell style can-based creations which rattle off the roofs of camp bunks. When prisoners eat, they do so with excessively long, multicolored clown napkins. But most striking, and abundantly, the signs. Here she is, with hamburgers. So, Corporal Herman Hamburgers, you are the one that is responsible for all the signs around the camp, correct? Who wants to know? They feature a German family with a father proudly Sieg Heiling, with the caption underneath, Spies, traitors, executed. Why that message? Ah, uh, why do you think, stupid woman, to let spies and traitors know it? They have no place here. Right. And you have posted them all over the camp. Do you think they've been successful? I'd certainly say so. The prisoners cower when they see them, as they should. I'd imagine. Can you tell me about this sign here? Well, obviously that one has been graffitied. So you didn't make this one? Did I make the one with the German van wearing a chef's hat and change the caption from spies, traitors, executed to spies, lettuce, tomato? No, I did not. Hmm. And this one? Oh, one where the family is dressed as the Visit of Oz characters with the caption spies, lions, bears, oh my. No, I did not. Oh, okay. And what about this one? Oh, okay, enough. You listen to me. I am Werwaldschwörer of Camp Heidelberg, head of Reich Security, and I am no joke. I will stop at nothing to protect this camp, to protect my Oberstumbenführer Schnudel Noodle, and I will kill anyone that gets in my way. That's who the signs are for, camera woman. Anyone. Heil Hitler, Revoltungsführer. Heil Hitler! Take your stinking hands off my country, you damn dirty juice! Okay, cut, cut, everybody up. Let's try it again. How many times will we have to do this, Obensturbenfuhrer? Yeah, we're tired. Do not question the orders of the camp commandant or face execution. Wunderbar, mm. ah. oh. Herman. You've sprung them all up like ein chicken with ein head cut off. How did I do in the scene, Obensturbenfuhrer? Fine, Herman. You did fine. But mein Jews, hello. Uh, hello. Eyes up here. Schnoodle rings them in like a kindergarten class. My grandmother notes that, even despite the meager progress of the day, he is strong here. 
authoritative, a commandant. My Jews, for the love of Zafira, I'm just not buying it. I mean, do you really think all of you would die in the exact same way? Really? Like, oh, 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 look at this. I've been shot. Oh, too bad. Let me just like um, slouch over like some sort of slug or lazy koala bear or something. <laughs> yeah, like some sort of fallen moo cow or something. Ah, Sherman, give me your gun. Everybody just stand and watch Milo. He's the only one nailing this thing. But that's not fair. Milo is a Jew. He like, um, like knows how to act like a Jew better. Well, then I guess you should take some notes. Seeing as you are an actor in Planet of the Jews. For now. <gasps> oh, okay. Everyone chill. Everyone chill. Okay, relax. You think you're so cool, Milo. Just because you open stubborn fear likes you. Yeah, and your whatever attitude. Yeah, as if we could ever take notes from you, Joe. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Be serious. I can't tell. Do you actually want help? Yeah, maybe in secret. Yeah, that'd be really good, actually. Hello, I'm Milo Menken, a prisoner. Prisoner of Heidelberg. My grandmother sits down with Milo, the Juden actor, and she plays her own role of Nazi documentarian. Tell me about your journey here, Jew. Are you some sort of artist? Well, when I got to Camp Heidelberg, they told me at last three weeks, to be clear, I know nothing about musical theater. But I'd heard about the camp commandant, Klaus Schnudelnudel, eccentric son of the right-hand man of Joseph Goebbels. So I get off the train, find the commandant, and say, Huh, it seems we're not in Poland anymore, Toto. Stupid, I know, but Klaus dug it, I guess. I've been here for 21 months now. But no, I'm certainly no artist. Why is Milo no ordinary Jew? Well, for starters, he's an artist. It's just, he just gets it, you know? He started my first production, Little Red Riding Fuhrer, which I know, kitsch. But I will say, according to the grapevine, Milo's Wolf character, Schmuli Wolfheim, apparently blew away one Hermann Goring. My grandmother eyes the poster hanging on the wall behind the Obersturben Führer. This wolf character is portrayed with the nose of an anteater and is covered head to toe with pasted on hair. Coins spill out of his tattered pants and the caption beneath reads, quote, the moon is as full as his pockets. It's difficult for her to look at. Yeah, that Herman Goring. So when I hear, why is Schnudelnudel casting a Jew as a lead in Planet of the Jews? He's a Juden actor, that's Juden first, actor second. Why, 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 I'll tell you why. For the good of the Reich. Open, stop, and fear a Schnudelnudel. Open, stop, and fear a Schnudelnudel. Back at the stage, my grandmother spots a woman skipping over to the group. She's cute, in her 20s maybe, but stressed. The woman is Ilsa von Hammerstein, administrative assistant to the Obersturbenführer. Not now, Ilsa, I'm working. Well, if it's uber important, maybe it should go to Verwaltungführer. You know, number two. That's exactly why I have not come to you, you oaf. El Schnudelnudel, I just got off the wire with Berlin. Milo, die ein more time. Ah! 
gosh, look at Zafehi dies. Is it not poetic and chaotic all at the same time, Ilsa? Uh, yeah, it's very impressive. My grandmother watches Ilsa's gaze and Milo's back at her. To her surprise, they have a moment. It seems she's not the only one who notices either, as Herman Hamburgers, flinging off his swastika, bum-rushes the stage. Oberstormbundführer, I can be a Jew better than that's fine. Look. Christ, Herman, you are a horror show. Er, Berlin sent us a message. Yes, Elsa, you said that. Berlin has a lot of Germans, you know, who fired all of them. <laughs> Herman, stop fussing with the cast. But they are Juden here. They deserve it. They are not just Juden. They are Juden actors. It was your father! My grandmother notices a look on her Mark's face just then that she hasn't seen thus far. Fear. It's ironic and blood-curdling. To her own shock, she has goosebumps. Obersturbenfuhr abruptly walks, then jogs, then ferociously skips away. Ilsa skips after, followed by Corporal Hamburgers, all the way to his office. What was this news? Where did that fear come from? Why is everybody skipping? My grandmother turns to follow them, but before she does, she notices Milo Menken looking yearningly at the beautiful administrative assistant. He then picks up Corporal Hamburger's flung swastika, puts it in his pocket, and slinks off the stage. Stefan Schnudelnudel was not a man to be messed with. Here with Dr. Spiro Rosebud, author of Heidelberg, the drama of drama, to discuss the Commandant's father. You don't become number two as the propaganda ministry by being gentle. And Dr. Rosebud, his background was both military but also theatrical. Am, am, am I getting that right? Indeed. They used to joke that his MFA at the University of Cologne stood for Military Field Assassin, and his war medals were from his run at Henry VIII. But he was a killer at both. Felix, his eldest and a major in the German Wehrmacht, got the military genes. And Klaus? Caught it the acting bug, yes. And also there was that common interest. Stefan generally disapproves of the way the camp was run. Impromptu dance numbers, disregard for spending. There's obviously nowhere to prove it, but I think Klaus himself probably knew that he was not his father's favorite son. Why does he hate me? I mean, I've done pretty good, right? Oh, superb hair, a superb job. The mood is tense in the Commandant's office. Obersturbenfuhr Schnudelnudel massages his temples. Corporal Herman Hamburgers looks voraciously for something under the Commandant's desk. In the corner of the room, my grandmother can make out a sign. Nine running off stage. Don't trip. Skip. At least one question has been answered. I think he wanted to talk about the finances and maybe spies. But we have no spies. Herman put all of those wunderbar signs. And as for the finances, what about the Can Good project? Urban Stubbenfuhrer? You had the prisoners make sculptures with them in arts and crowds. And I'm not too sure about the spy situation either, mein Obersturmbundführer. Oh, because I just found a snake in the grass right in this office. To my grandmother's confusion, Corporal Hamburgers emerges from under the desk with a stuffed animal snake in hand. 
we'll come to know this snake as... At Tippa's! Oh, you found him! Great Vakamen! And also, good joke! Come here, Atipas. I missed you. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, I missed you. Nom, 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 Klaus, nom. please. It sounded serious. How dare you pass along this horrible information? I should shoot you, messenger. What about the expression? Hush, both of you. I just need time to think. Okay. So, as numbers fire in the propaganda ministry, my father is like a pretty big deal, right? Uber, sir. And of course I should via him back. Of course. It's just, he probably has oodles of things on his plate right now. So why don't I give him a quick ring, see if he picks up, and if not, he'll give us a quick ring back when he's done with his other matters. You tried, sir. I tried. Thank you, Herman. Thank you. Oops. Didn't pick up. Too bad. <laughs> What can you do, busy man? <laughs> My grandmother describes the following sequence of events as follows. The phone rings back again, stunning everyone silent. It's ringing! Pick it up! Eventually, Frau von Hammerstein reaches for the phone herself, but Klaus blocks it. Instinctively, Corporal Hamburger's body checks Frau von Hammerstein to the floor. What the hell? Yes, well done, Herman. Misinterpreting his approval, Corporal Hamburger then pulls out his gun and aims it at Ilsa. No, Herman. Bad. No. Stop. Bad. Schnoodle <laughs> tries to wrestle the gun from Corporal Hamburgers. He fires in the air. Twice. Which scares the horses in the nearby stables, along with the cows and the pigs. Meanwhile, the recoil from the gun sends Corporal Hamburgers and the Obersturban Fuhrer to the ground, along with the rotary phone, which lands right by Ilsa. She picks up. Oh, hello? No, this is Ilsa von Hammerstein, the assistant. Uh, no, he's not in right now. He's, um, <sighs> sleeping. Okay, I'll tell him the news. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen, Reichstrike Minister Schnudel Noodle. It's lunchtime, I'm here to say. I'd like a cabbage on my plate. It's lunchtime, I'm here to say. I'd like porridge in my... Ball? Oh. oh my god! Damn it, Zimmerman, for hungry uh, back oh here! I'm sorry, it's just you don't eat porridge on a plate. I'll eat you on a plate for how long you've been a god here and still can't get it, mein Verd. So you have to sing a song to get food? Yeah, apparently it's a camp bylaw. Originally it was a soliloquy, but Corporal Hamburgers could never do it and would always get frustrated. Yeah, Schultz does a great impression of his tantrums. It's actually super funny. Do it for Mrs. Rulengard, Schultz. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, So it's... Oh man, I'm on the spot. I feel like I can't do it right now. <laughs> you vimp. I'm sorry. I, I think it's better when they're actually here anyway. And Oh shit, they're coming. Over the expanse, Schnoodle Noodle von Hammerstein and Corporal Hamburgers approach the mess hall. My grandmother runs to catch up with them. She can only make out the end of their conversation. 
Okay, so I'll handle the situation. In the meantime, nobody knows a word. Nobody knows a word or nobody says a word? I said knows but meant says. Okay, hello, hello. Eyes up here. Please, everyone, gather around for town hall. Schnoodle Noodle reads from his clipboard and addresses the patrons of the mess hall, a set of several long tables and benches underneath a tent. My grandmother detects a sense of community here, joviality. And maybe, more than anything else, she detects the sheer mass of the captives, spilling out, hundreds of them. Okay, first order of business, we play Dusseldorf and football this week. So if you're the sporty type that's not in the musical, be my guest. And secondly... Is, is that varsity or JV? Uh, JV, it's... Juvarsity. Now it seems Schnoodle Noodle detects it too. Who are all these people? The prisoners of Stephen Führer. But why are they all eating from the cast and crew banquet spread? Well, in their defense, Erf, Fredericks was eating some sauerkraut earlier, and he's not part of the cast and crew either. Hey, fuck you, Wilhelm, you little rat. Oh, yeah. seriously, yeah. yeah. Fuck you, yeah. Wilhelm. Yeah. 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 yeah, fuck you, Wilhelm. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fucking Wilhelm. Yeah, we should kill Wilhelm. Do you guys want to kill Wilhelm? They should kill Wilhelm. Kill Wilhelm. Kill Wilhelm. Kill Wilhelm. Kill Wilhelm. The chants eventually morph into a no-music dance beat, with many of the prisoners starting to get involved too. Schnoodle Noodle himself dances a bit, along with Von Hammerstein and Corporal Hamburgers, until eventually... A dance circle opens up. And in the middle spins a man, doing the German clog dance, the shoe platform. Such an impressive degree that my grandmother reports one or two onlookers fainting. He finishes triumphantly in front of his camp commandant into a resounding applause. Well, 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 who do we have here? The name's Maximilian, but some of my friends call me Mr. Pibb. Help, no, I'm, I'm sorry about the sauerkraut comment. Please don't actually kill me, no. Maximilian will do. Let me ask you something. Have you ever been on stage before? Well, let me answer that question with another question. Oben Sturmenfuhrer, et tu bute? Whoa. 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 Holy cow. Holy moly, that was quick. Quote, I'll never forget the glow in Schnoodle Noodle's eyes at that moment, my grandmother writes in her notebook. In this haunting world of 1939-1945 Germany, the thing that haunts him is mediocrity. And this, well, this could be a way out. Herman, I'd like our new prisoner here to begin the SS program immediately. Gonna be hard for me to be in the SS Oberstermafuhr. <laughs> no, silly. It's my SS stands for Superstar Program, for rising stars. Good, because I think there'd be a rule against Jewish stormtroopers. <gasps> you are a bold and brash fun, aren't you? I'm going to have you shadow the finest artists we have. Herman, fetch Mademoiselle Ernestine. I'm right here, Klaus. Ah! Mademoiselle, gosh, you scared me! To be fair, my grandmother is scared too. Right next to them stands a woman, maybe in her late 60s, early 70s, dressed head to toe in the garb of a clown. 
From her red nose to her gigantic shoes, she could not have been more than three feet tall. I cannot feed all these people, Klaus. Mademoiselle, this is Mr. Pibb. I'd like him to shadow you. And also, um, I have some news to potentially, um, like, run by you. The two slink away in the corner of the mess hall. This clown woman seemed to wield an inordinate amount of power and responsibility. In fact, my grandmother notices many of the guards averting their eyes and sweating. She tries to catch a few snippets of their conversation, but can only make out, quote, Uncle Sam runs the finances. Uncle Sam runs the finances? She is as perplexed as ever. Meanwhile, she steals another glance at Maximilian. Stoic, reading a book, he inexplicably has found sunglasses and a pack of cigarettes. Before she can ask, Herman approaches and slaps the book to the floor. They eye each other like boxers in a title fight. Herman stops that. Okay, mess hall time is over, everyone. If you're not wearing a swastika, please report to work or ready positions immediately. The Obersturbenführer's eyes narrow. He makes his way past Corporal Hamburgers, who at that moment remembers he does not have a swastika on either. Um, Obersturbenführer, I actually don't have my... Not um... now, Herman. I have to go have a word with fun Uncle Sam. A throng of prisoners forces its way out of the mess hall, taking Herman with it. But the camp commandant pays no mind. In that moment, he is singularly focused, harsh, unrelenting. He is the Nazi his father wanted him to be. Hello, Mrs. Ullengard. I see you. Oh, hi, Mr. Menken. I was just, uh, exploring the area for the recording. Do you come to the Heidelberg Lost and Found often? Just when I need to. I've gotten to know these words very well. Would you mind keeping out of sight? My grandmother notices Corporal Hamburger's swastika band in prisoner Milo Menken's hand, which he's shoving into a pile of abandoned clothes outside a shed. Are you hiding from Corporal Hamburgers? Yeah, in part. I'm sure he'll find this soon enough, said Oaf, but no, I tend to hide for other reasons. Shush! Duck behind the tree! She does, as Mencken slips into the shed. Out from the brush, my grandmother finds none other than administrative assistant Ilsa von Hammerstein. Hello? Hello, Frau von Hammerstein. Is that you? Yeah? Who goes there? It is I, the Reich Minister of Love. He jumps out of the shed, wearing a Nazi cap and holding roses. My grandmother can't help but smile at the gesture. Oh, Milo! <laughs> Where's the Reich Minister? What do you mean? The Reich Minister of Love. Is he still in the shed? Ah, uh, no, my love. That was just me. I was playing a joke. Oh, I love jokes. Do you have any more? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. Ilsa laughs wildly. The whole exchange is, quote, very confusing. And then, somber. Schnudelnudel's father called this morning. He wants to shut down the camp. What? Wunderbar. That's wunderbar. Yeah, woohoo. Super cool. 
What's wrong, Fräulein? You say that we will be together after the war, but what if that's just the fabricated sweet nothings of a Jew to his commanding officer? Ilse, the day this place closes down, I'm going to drive that stupid tank out by the bunks to the highest mountaintop in Vienna and marry you, the silly messenger girl from Camp Heidelberg. And none of these horrible people will be there. <laughs> really? Mencken shakes his head and then jumps back into the shed. When he comes out, he's wearing a swastika cap and finger mustache. Not even I. Herman Hamburgers. <laughs> you can't marry that Nazi Jew. Not without the permission of our camp commandant. Oh yeah, that's so good. Yeah, Milo, I am Klaus Schnudelnudel, and you cannot marry that girl all willy-nilly. That's not her, like the third act. <laughs> oh my god, Milo, stop, please. You need to do stand-up. I know, but it's just, I feel like I'm more situation funny. No, you're stand-up funny. I'm serious. Here, do Fredericks. My grandmother marvels. She is bowled over by this fraught love story and the ties that bind. There seems to be only one impression that he refuses to do, that of Mademoiselle Ernestine, the mysterious French clown. Mademoiselle Ernestine, can you fetch me some identification? Back on the campgrounds, Corporal Hamburgers calls out for Ernestine, who's accompanied by Maximilian and my grandmother. Hamburgers is on the nearby soccer field, practicing for the upcoming GV game against Dusseldorf, but still with no swastika. Damn prisoners knowing my name. Thank you, Schnoodle Anyway, here are your bunks. When they let you sleep, here's where you do it. Cool. I'm gonna go ahead and do it right now, then. It's 1430. Damn. Is it that late? That train was tight. Like in a bad way. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Epstein, I know camp is new to you, but there is generally a bit of etiquette in which a prisoner partakes. Camp isn't new to me, mademoiselle. So why don't you Etta, get the hell out of my way so I can take my nap? My grandmother is shocked and thinks about running away. She has not mentally prepared herself for a punishment, and she even spies Mademoiselle reaching behind her for her infamous rubber chicken. But fortunately, fate intervenes. Mademoiselle, I thought these doors couldn't lock from the inside. They do not. Uh, uh, mm. What did this damn Reich? In this case, I will not paraphrase my grandmother's notes. Inside the bunk was a douche. Shirtless, long blonde hair, he wore swastika-covered joggers and Air Jordan shoes. He was in the midst of doing crunches, and when we looked down, we found the door was jammed with a Nazi bandana. But the most shocking thing of all, he spoke, he sounded American. What's up, players? Yeah, just one more set. Uncle Sam, what the hell are you doing in here? Uh, yeah. Woo! What's that, kid? My grandmother smiles. Another question answered. Uncle Sam, he gets up and jogs towards them, applying his bandana. Whoa! Sorry, mademoiselle. I didn't see you down there. 
Can't believe you're only 30 inches high. That's fucking lit. But yeah, my office is loaded with papes and shit. And the bunks are a great place to catch a sweat. Oh, what do we got here? Some fresh meat? I'm Maximilian. Excuse me, prisoner. Do I have a position in this camp? That's right. It's Corporal Ministerium du Finance in de Heidelberg. Now go get me a Wiser beer or six and try again. Urban Stubborn for your Schnutter Noodle is looking for you, Carter. Oh shit, for real? Damn. Thanks, mademoiselle. You're my bitch. Oh, and what's up, camera? Let's fucking go! As the finance minister jogs away, Maximilian struts into the bunks, leaving Mademoiselle Ernestine with a decision. Ultimately, she reaches back into her pocket where the rubber chicken is held, but instead comes back with a black sleeping mask. She enters the bunk and closes the door. Welcome, welcome to Zapad de Newport. <laughs> Toss some of those empties. Yeah, pop on right down there. Uncle Sam shows my grandmother around the finance ministry office. On his desk sits a large calculator, a pair of croaky-style sunglasses, and a few empty beer bottles. I'll also play my grandmother's interview with the Obersturbenführer alongside for some context. Hmm, how would I describe Private Carter Newport of the Finance Ministerium? What's the word? Sorry about this. More empties than I'd like. Well, I left my stein at Oktoberfest, which was sick, by the way. Intolerable. I've tried to kill him like six different times, no joke. I have like no idea how he's still alive. Yeah, grew up in Netiquette, vacated Tucket. You know the deal. Hated it. The rents were pricks, et cetera, et cetera. She notices one picture of he and his family, presumably, who smile on a squash court. I mean, I was always good with numbers and shit, so when I can't even get an entry-level gig at a boutique investment firm, let alone my piece of shit dad's, with all the other handouts and other PC shit going on, I mean, something's wrong with this picture. No, something's wrong with this country. The finance minister turns and throws a dart at a dartboard with the image of FDR plastered on it. It misses. Way low. <sighs> Probably would have hit him in the dick. My grandmother tries to pry from the finance minister, but he is, maybe inadvertently, a tough nut to crack, only lamenting the state of affairs in his own mother country. She's about to leave when he gets a visitor. Minister Newport! Obersturbenfuhr, Schnoodle Noodle. What's up, ahem? Please sit down. I just... <clears throat> Sorry about the mess. Minister, I just came back to ask, um, how are things going? Oh, well... If you must know, Wonderbar, OF. Really, really Wonderbar. Great. Now, I realize that I never officially signed off on our uh, financial report this mm, year. I didn't know that we were required to do that, Air. It is a part of my job, yes. I just remember some chick at the ministry headquarters saying that my branch was independent of the camp and works directly for the government. Huh. Um, okay. Carter, listen. I applaud your fervor. What's a government? Wouldn't you rather work directly for the Reich? Aren't they, like, exactly the same thing? Question mark? Look, I wouldn't want to have to tell anybody upstairs that you're disobeying orders, do I? Good. 
And besides, I'm just checking if it's correct. I'll tell you what, if you find anything that is out of order afterward, anything at all, you let me know and I will change it right away. Carter nods and hands a manila envelope to his camp commandant. Before turning away, my grandmother swears that he flashes a quick smile at her. Oh, to be victorious. Herman, where is that ogre? My grandmother follows Klaus across the campgrounds to his office. In the distance, she spies Corporal Hamburgers in goal, directing his defense before punting the ball downfield. So unreliable is that fun. Elsa? Yes, open Stubbenfuhrer. Find Herman, or Ernestine, and have them report to my office immediately. They'll need to have a look at these numbers, if you know what I mean. I don't really. Be discreet. Can't have a trail. And also, get someone to kill Uncle Sam. As Klaus says this, he turns to find my grandmother. Ah! Ahem. Ahem. Mrs. Ullengarde, can you delete that, please? Uh, sure. Great. Great, great. Dirty's a broom, tidy's a room. You know how it goes. Elsa, take Mrs. Ullengard with you. I have to decompress. If Camp Heidelberg closes, I think I would like to be a dancer. Milo always said I was good. I like ballet and crump, but in Vienna, there are all kinds. You say ballet and crump? My grandmother and Frau von Hammerstein walk by a group of men in costume for Planet of the Jews. And in this moment, it's hard to tell who's a prisoner and who's not. We see Milo Menken, for example, with a swastika Nazi cap. He peels off from the group. Anything to be by his side. Yoo-hoo, Nazi boy! Hello, Administrative Assistant Frau von Hammerstein. What are my orders? Well, Officer Milo Menken, your orders are to murder Uncle Sam! <coughs> what? Um, Fraulein, are you sure you want to be saying this on recording? Oh, it's cool. Miss Ullengard, can you please delete that? Uh, sure. See? She's sweet. Anyway, Herbert Stubbenfuhrer wants someone to murder the Ministerium du Finanzen to falsify the records to make sure the camp stays up. But we don't want the camp to stay up. And very suddenly, my grandmother senses a rustling in the distance. She almost feels the wind coursing through the leaves, the earth shaking beneath her feet. A mass of people grows near the camp entrance. Something is happening. Oh. My. God. Danke, my love. Let me know when you've finished. I must go. The administrative assistant skips hard to the camp commandant's office. From afar, prisoner Milo Mankin can see Minister Carter Newport making a prisoner do planks. He walks over. Anyway, we ended up winning. Uh, street to one. Uh, would have been a shutout, but it was... Hush, um... Herman. Mein God, team. It's, it's almost time. Okay, uh, where are we? Finishing up, Klaus. Really? Wow, mademoiselle, I've never seen you so productive. What, you take a nap or something? Urban <laughs> <laughs> Stubbenfuhrer! He's here. Oberstdurbenfuhrer pushes past the throng of Nazis and prisoners alike to the entrance. 
he rips down one more graffiti poster and spots a luxury Mercedes-Benz in the entryway. Mademoiselle Ernestine opens the car door and out walks a physically imposing figure with a Nazi coat and bedazzled cane. He pats Mademoiselle Ernestine on the head and glares at the camp commandant. Hello, my son. We the Jews, we now run the world. We the Jews, we now run the world. Ha ha ha, ho ho ho, woo hoo, yeah, this is the planet of the Jews, woo hoo ha hoo, yeah. All right, all right, planet of the Jews preview. Great work, everyone, great work. So, um, what did people in the audience think? I'd like to give it another go, if possible. Yeah, for sure. If that's on the table, I'd love to. Ah, 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 ah. <clears throat> anyone? What did, what did anyone think? What would anyone? Father? Oh, you know I don't care. Come on, Father. You're, you're front row. Was it worthy of continuation? <sighs> Honestly, Klaus? Nine. Derivative. Per usual. Dragging? Per usual. I mean, mein Führer, that number alone needed an intimation. And mainly, unoriginal. Yikes. But, these are financial papers. They, in fact, look in order. They do! <clears throat> I mean, of course they do. Heidelberg has always been a financial stronghold. I guess so. Well, auf Wiedersehen. I will see you all... Nine so fast! And just like that, the shot ripples through the camp. Klaus's shot is Minister Carter Newport, skipping heroically into the fold. I apologize, Obersturbenfuhrer, but I was tipped off that some of those numbers may be incorrect. <gasps> and you told me to let you know if that happened. It's dark. My grandmother thinks she can spot administrative assistant Ilsa von Hammerstein shooting one Milo Menken daggers. Klaus, is this true? Of course not. No, he's, he's American. He's loopy. Air Viceroy Minister, I got the papes in my office if you want to go check it out. I think I'd like to see that. Cool, I just got to clear out some empties. Damn it, Newport! How many beer cans do you go through a day? And you, Ilsa, you weak spine, you were supposed to have him killed. Klaus, I did, I tried. Great, oh great, you tried, Wunderbar. That's super great, the camp is shutting down, but I'm glad you tried. Wait, the camp is shutting down? We are doomed. Oh, The horses, cows, and pigs, they've been released. Von Hammerstein, you imbecile! Look at what you've done! Corporal Hamburgers goes to strike Ilsa, but before he can, a man steps in front. He begins to German folk dance, and once distracted, he kicks Corporal Hamburgers squarely in the genitals. That man, of course, is Maximilian Epstein Pibb. Don't ever hit a lady. You alright, miss? Um, yes, danke. Maximilian rushes the administrative assistant back to her office. She looks over her shoulder one last time, through the chaos. And still, she cannot find prisoner Milo Mankin. 
Don't go for walking me back, prisoner Maximilian Epstein. I know it's pretty late. It's no matter, Frau von Hammerstein. The late is my early. You know, I like to dance too. Do you like ballet intermixed with crumping? Anyway, maybe we can dance together sometime. Yeah. Maybe. On his way out, Maximilian passes through the office of the Obersturbenführer, who's face down on his desk, petting air tippers. I'm sorry if we could not give you the camp you involuntarily signed up for, Mr. Pibb. Hey, bad times stink. That's why I always had this on me. Reminds me that they always pass over. Here's my grandmother. Why did you give the Obersturbenführer your Passover book, prisoner? And why did you protect and walk home the administrative assistant? They're Nazis, Miss Ellingard. You're not going to kill them with killing. My grandmother wants to follow up on this, but for some reason, her covert senses kick in, and she decides to check on the Obersturbenführer through his window. And, as if by an act of God, there he is, utterly wrapped in Maximilian's Haggadah, in her own words, laughing, crying, ravenously taking in every page. As she walks away, she spots Vice Reich Minister Stefan Schnoodlenoodle open his car door. His son catches him, and she hears the following exchange. I'm sorry I'm not you! What? Is this your big clock Gable speech? Let me finish! I'm sorry I'm nine good at the propaganda the finances, and I'm not Felix. But frankly, my dear, I don't give a da- Damn it. See, I told you, that's Clark Gable, baby. The point is, I was never going to be that guy. I cannot tuck myself away as a way that you can. I am a performer through and through. I am at Heidelberg for a reason. Indeed. You are at Heidelberg because you are the child of the Weissrack minister, and you needed to serve the Reich. That's not true. But it is. I thought you might flourish here, but I was wrong. I'm sorry too, Klaus. There's nothing you can do. The camp is very under quarter and would be best served to close. Now if you'll excuse me. We had the same numbers last quarter. We had the same numbers last quarter. And yet, we are still under. How? There is more pressure. We are losing we are and if we lose none of the deutschmark flow or quote jews per capita quote it's all versus nothing let us do ein more show <laughs> ein more if i know we are losing so does the soldiers they need the morale boost more than ever a morale boost from what planet of the jews ha that would bring them lower nine from this. What is it? Hmm? I literally can't see. It's like super dark out. Oh, sorry. I'll bring it to you. It is difficult for my grandmother to see, too. All she can make out is the outline of a book. The story of Passover? A comedy? It would be original. Try months. 
and it won't be for you or for me. It will be for the good of the Reich. And you'll increase your financial output in the meantime. We'll triple it. Triple our annual in dry months. I swear on air tippers. <laughs> the only thing I've ever given you that you liked. Dry months. After that, the show's over. Stefan Schnudelnudel opens his car door. Before skipping back to his office, his son makes one more promise. I won't let you down, Faja. I doubt it. The next day, my grandmother arises with the same sensation she had the day before, the wind brushing, the earth moving. But this time, the throng is by the stage. Pushing her way through, she finds Obersturbenfuhrer Klaus Schnudelnudel center stage wearing Egyptian sandals, a red robe, and a fake beard, and carrying a staff. He looks triumphantly in the distance, his hair flowing in the wind. If it's not clear to everyone, it's clear to her. He is Moses, the Nazi Moses. Mademoiselle Ernestine's mouth hangs open. Corporal Hermann Hamburger's cries and claps. And Maximilian Epstein, very suddenly, tugs my grandmother's shirt and gestures for her to come. She is fearful, but she does it following him into the administrative assistant, Ilsa von Hammerstein's office. He shuts the door. Maximilian dials the rotary telephone on the desk a few times and puts it to his ear. We're on. The boot's loose. The bait's taken. Dry months. I understand. He now looks directly at my grandmother, and he smiles. All the way to the top. And in an instant, all the fear and anxiety that had been haunting my grandmother has momentarily washed away. She is a spy in enemy territory, in one of the most gruesome times and places on Earth. But damn it, she is not alone.